fourth and manageable, an SEC football podcast brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. Another great week coming up this weekend in the SEC. A, a dreadful one, as you said, too, as yeah. well. Two games worth watching. Um, we already know. I was going to talk a lot about this one. I just didn't know if I was going to do it today or if I was going to wait till Thursday. I wasn't really sure at this point. Obviously, we've got Florida at Tennessee uh, Neyland Stadium. I wish I could fly in for that one. And then we've got Arkansas um, at AM, and that's at Neutral Site in Arlington, Texas. So that one should be a good one as well. As well, the other conference game, Alabama, is a 40 point favorite over Vandy and Mizzou at Auburn. I think the one that a lot of people are going to be watching, I'm not just saying this because I'm biased, but I do think Florida at Tennessee is going to be a big one. It's funny, I saw a meme going around, and it was, um, gosh, I can't, who's the guy that's married to JLo right now? The actor. Oh, I, I, oh, I, you're asking the wrong guy. Oh my gosh. You, I, he, he was I, he was the guy who played in the sniper movie, like the the accountant. I was gonna say you can't. Yeah, I forget his name. That's a full time job to keep up with her circle. I know. Life, yeah. It's a it's a huge actor. I cannot think. Brad something. I don't know. It, we'll just say Edwards. It's not me. I, I, I take <laughs> myself out of the question. Um, but anyways, it was him smoking a cigarette, and the guy had a Tennessee. They put a Tennessee shirt on shirt over him and said, "Oh God, it's Florida week." And I mean, I feel like the re- reason why that is so funny, especially when you're uh, a Tennessee fan, is because literally we get excited. We're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then boom, something happens. We end up losing to them. It's always this story. It's this story. And it's just stressful. It's like, it's a stressful thing. The guy's smoking a cigarette. He's stressed out. Reportedly. <laughs> but it's going to be, I, I, I know we're going to get it done this one. We're going to get it done this one. I feel it. I feel it in my bones, Brad. I, I think they are going to get it done. And we'll talk about it more on Thursday. Um, but when I look at these two teams right now and I realize Florida looked good week one and they haven't looked so good the, the next two weeks. And, and, you know, so there's some recency bias in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but right now I, I think Tennessee is a good bit better than Florida. I mean, the, the way that both teams are playing at this moment um, and, and you add on to it with the game being in Knoxville, mm-hmm. I, I think Tennessee would have to choke to lose this game. And, and certainly they've done that before against Florida. I mean, you've, you've, you've been around to see a few of them. Um, but, but, but I can't think of the last time that I would have gone into a Tennessee Florida game feeling confident that Tennessee was the more talented team. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I mean, a lot of those, they were, they were pretty even, but in this case, I actually feel like Tennessee is the more talented team and, and they're playing better at the moment. So, uh, I, I, I like the Vols a lot in this game, and uh, and I will be very surprised if um, if if they have to sweat this one out in the final minutes. Yeah, I mean, you look at Florida this past weekend; they barely beat South Florida, really just by a field goal. So we were just talking about being able to rest starters, getting those guys, you know, some some fresh yeah. legs. That's not going to be a team that was able to do that on the other side. Tennessee against Akron, obviously running away. I by the second, probably by the end of the second quarter, those those starters were out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was the the perfect setup for Tennessee going into the Florida game and Florida had the perfect setup too, as far as the opponent, you know, having them at home, all that, but Florida didn't take care of business and, and Tennessee mm-hmm. did. And so now, you know, they're in these situations where, um, you know, where Tennessee's probably a good bit more rested coming into the game. And then I think has a lot more confidence because mm-hmm. if you're Florida, after what happened in week two, losing at home to Kentucky and then nearly losing at home against South Florida, whatever confidence you took out of beating Utah in week one is 
is mostly exhausted at this point. I would, right. I, I would say, uh, I would say that, you know, Florida is, is not going up there uh, feeling like they can beat anybody, which they were probably thinking that way two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of it, you know, for Anthony Richardson, um, I believe this is his first career road start. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're talking about a guy who's got a lot of talent, um, but even at home the last couple of weeks hasn't always executed at a high level. And, and now to have to deal with a raucous crowd, I, you know, I, I'm not sure that this really sets up that well for Florida. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot at stake when you look at it on both sides, as you said, his first career start is on the road as well as, you know, there's, there's a streak, you know, we're always watching to see how can Florida extend it one more game can Florida extend it this, this year, you know what I mean? And there's a lot, just, just pride on the line. You know, these two teams really don't like each other at all much. So it's always, it's always fun, especially when you do it in Neyland stadium with 102,000 people rocking, wearing that orange and white. Sorry. I just had to plug that in. <laughs> um, but another interesting non-conference game is Tulsa at all miss a uh, Tulsa right now is scoring more than 35 every game their quarterback is throwing more than 400 yards per game so this should be a really good test for the Ole Miss defense who is allowing 4.3 um points per game but yeah um interesting and the good thing about that too is at least you know Ole Miss got a like you said again we're talking about those fresh legs again they were able to get some of their starters rest as well they obviously ran all over Georgia Tech uh 42 to nothing so before a, a really good test on a non-conference of part of your schedule, right? What a great time that this is coming. Yeah, and look, Ole Miss uh, playing out of conference again this weekend. Um, at the end of the day on Saturday, will be the only team in the SEC that will have not yet played a conference game. And, mm-hmm. and so this is really their their final kind of warm-up before they hit conference play, and then it's nothing but you know wall-to-wall SEC until the end. Uh, and – this is a uh, it's it's a different kind of test than what they've had so far. You mentioned the offensive numbers for Tulsa. They've been scoring a lot of points and they've been doing most of that through the air. And uh, and so it's a challenge for an Ole Miss defense, which has looked really good so far through three games, even though I think they would all acknowledge hasn't been against the greatest competition. And, and certainly in the SEC, they'll play offenses that are better than Tulsa but it's probably the best offense they will face up to this point. So you know you look at Ole Miss, tied for second in the nation in points per game allowed, which is just after three games to be able to say that about Ole Miss, we're talking about defense that was a laughing stock just two years ago. Right. Turned it around in a significant way. I mean, I don't care if Georgia tech is, is one of the weaker power five teams out there to shut out any power five team is an accomplishment. And especially if you don't have a defense that's loaded with four and five star players, so um, hats off to Ole Miss for what they've done so far. But I think we're going to learn a lot more about them this Saturday because if if they struggle – now, look, if they do well against Tulsa, that doesn't mean that they're going to do well against everybody in the SEC. Right. But if they struggle against Tulsa's passing game, there are some teams in the league that you would look at and you say, yeah, I don't know how well they're going to do against those SEC opponents either. So, uh, so I, I think there's something to learn from this game, even though it's not one I'm going into, you know, worried about Ole Miss being able to win it. Yeah, this one probably more so going towards Ole Miss to show not what they're made of, but that if they can be consistent against this type of team, that's not uh, a team in the SEC, right?